0: Welcome to Presence Church Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit PresenceOC.org. Good morning. Dude, we've we've had church. Let's just be done, like, <laughs> dude, between, like, that worship and, like, um... Did they write that? Did did Val write that song? I think they're all debriefing stuff, but dude, dude, that was fire. Can you guys your guys how just privileged we are to like just have these worshipers that it just comes out of them. It's like literally they're prophesying new words, new taglines, new just grace on your life. I've, I've dreamed about this happening. I just want you to know like I dream about about this, where we just literally go wherever God goes, where we're not singing the same worship songs the rest of the world is. I like those songs. I sing them. But I dream about being able to just go wherever God takes us. And um, But you need a community that's willing to do that and not just stare at you. Feel me? You feel me? Okay. (laughs) Oh, Lord. All right. Gosh, help me. Uh, Um. Was there anything else I was going to say about? Uh, Chuck Perry's coming. Uh, he'll be here Sunday morning also. But there is a Saturday night meeting. It's a it's bilingual service. I'm really excited about that. There's a whole there's a Hispanic church that uses that meets at that time. And so they're like, join us. And we're like, okay. So we're going to have it literally translated. It's going to be fire. Um, if you've never been to a Hispanic service, get ready. Um, I don't think I have. Uh, I, I've ministered in Mexico, which I don't know if they're the same, but... Um, anyway, I'm excited. That feels like, it feels like a Jesus unity thing in the spirit, in the, in the city. Um, what else? We got Friendsgiving is coming up. That'll be fun. All right, let me pray. Father, (laughs) I feel like I'm, I'm caught 20 minutes ago still in worship, Father. Gosh. There's a part of me that just felt, uh, that we were supposed to all just rush to the front like Heidi Baker is speaking and and just give our lives to Jesus all over again. i tell you guys, beholding, beholding the Father. Beholding the Father, I, I, yeah. Whew. Father, just help me, help us, Lord. Help us uh, just uh, digest your word. Get it in us, God. Let your grace uh, really ride on every little piece, every little nugget, God. And Lord, if they came here and they've are, and it's for one sentence, for one thought, one point, one, one, one moment, God, I pray that this whole morning was worth it, Father. Yeah, Father, I just pray that our hearts would forever burn for you, God. And Lord, I thank you, Lord, that you withered every fig tree, God, every fig leaf, God. What a powerful word that he withered every fig leaf that tried to keep us from the fullness of your love. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, before I jump in, I, I want you to, just, one thing I want you to, I, I got this revelation and I felt I just wanted to share with you guys because I think for this morning, this is a really beautiful just group of nuggets we're grabbing. I want you to say your name on the count of three. Say your own name out loud. One, two, three, Amen. Jesse. And now I want you to say this, say, when I grow up, I want to be just like, and then say that same name again. You ready? One, two, three. When I grow up, I want to be just like. See, very often we look around us and we're like, I want to be like her. I want to be like him. But uh, the more times you say, I just want to grow up and be like Jesse. I want to grow up and be like Roger. Adam, Phil, I, I just want to, I want to grow up and be like this person. Like I just want, the only person I want to be right now is this person. And I just got that revelation, that moment of like, man, how come we don't say that more often? How come we don't compare ourselves more to just the person we already are? And just get encouraged. Instead, we're trying to compare ourselves to all things we're not. Oh, that was for maybe two people. That's okay. Oh. All right. Turn with me. We're going to go there to Nehemiah 8. I'm going to set this up a little bit. I was encouraged by a couple of people this week on this topic. and uh, My buddy Justin, I don't know if he's still here. He was here earlier. And then uh, Mike and we were talking about some stuff, and I just got lit on this idea of joy. Joy. Everybody say, joy before the battle. Joy before the battle. Joy before the battle. <laughs> We're in a bit of a storm. <laughs> there's a lot of things happening. I feel like uh, every, every week there's new information out there that could, uh, that wants to grab your attention away from the heart of God, away from the face of Jesus. <laughs> I tell you, he, he, he just wants to be your only place of attention in this season. Amen. He wants to be your only place of attention if you'll just look at him. If you'll look at him, And I just want to, I think worship, we nailed that. And um, I, think, I think it was, maybe it was David that said, it. he says, don't underestimate or don't ever diminish the, 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 the place of intimacy with him. It feels simple to me, right? Because there's all this revelation in this book. But it, if it doesn't lead you into an intimate place with him, it's, it's, it's all religion, it's information without relationship, and you're going to end up like a Pharisee saying the same things over and over again without a transformed life. Wow. I'd rather you just say the same things, but have it transform your life. Yeah. Okay, um, I want to talk about being strong, being strong, right? Just in this place, if you can imagine yourself in a castle, Right? Some of you guys live in these castles, live in these strongholds, that is when someone tries to throw a rock at you or something tries to trip you up by throwing something at you, you're inside eating dinner with Jesus and you don't even recognize it happened. Right? You're so strong. You're so full of him. You're so aware of who he is in you and you in him that the attacks, like you're not even aware that the devil is attacking. Right? Right? Some of you guys live that way, and it's amazing. You're like, so why was someone talking? Someone told me about the devil. I forgot about him. Um, <laughs> while some of us are like, every little, little like pendule that's thrown at you is like, oh, my arm. Like, you're like my, you're like one of my kids. <laughs> they bump into the other one. You're, ow, August, stop it. And you're like, good Lord. I saw it. Like he just brushed you. Right? Like, how many of you guys have ever seen that with kids? Like, you know? like, And then I get around Bobby's kids, and they're like falling off the swings on their head, and they get up, and they just start running. I'm like, Lord, how do I do that? How do I raise kids that just, they're impenetrable? I tell you, it's like, Sometimes I feel that way, though, and sometimes I feel really strong. How many you guys have a little bit of both sometimes? You're like, I got my moments, and I got my moments. <laughs> it's like you wake up with all this joy and excitement in your life, and then you get a phone call, and you're like, Lord, why have you forsaking me? <laughs> and you're just like, ah, okay. Well, I'm going <laughs> to funny because it's true. But listen, we're after progress, not perfection, right? One of my mentors used to say this again and again. We're after progress, not perfection. I used to be depressed for weeks at a time. Then I was depressed for only days at a time. And now I might only be depressed for hours or minutes, okay? That's what we're going after, right? And so I don't, don't, don't hear perfection in my voice, but, but we're pursuing the one who is perfect, right? And there's so much scripture that says that is possible. It is possible to live in such a way that the persecution that might be coming against you, the the trials, the the flat tires, the whatever, waking up moose in your alarm, the the people that are actually persecuting, all that stuff, you don't even recognize it's happening because you're so excited of what Jesus is doing in the room. So that's our goal, right? Amen. So we're gonna talk about joy today and how the joy of the Lord is your... See where I'm going? All right, Nehemiah 8, let's read this. So Nehemiah has finished the walls. He's, built, he's done building. Nehemiah is a great chap. If you want vision, if you wanna know about what it looks like to be on a mission, to not be dissuaded by the devil, by the people around you trying to hold you back, distract you, your phone, whatever. Nehemiah was on a mission and, and even when, the, when, when, the, when the, the, the people are coming against him were trying to hold him back, trying to keep the walls, of the city from being built up, he says, why would I go down there, right? This is that story. Why would I leave what I'm building? Well, once it was all built, then they had to build houses. They had to bring the people in. And so the people are coming in, and in chapter 8, verse 8, so they, he, he decides he's going to bring out the book of the law, okay? And he's got the priest Ezra there to help read it and decipher it. We've got some Levites and some other priests there. Um, to, and, and you get this picture that they're all crowding around, and they're getting ready to, le- um, to read it. And Ezra, <laughs> and Ezra, op- amen, Ezra opened the book, in the sight, verse 5, in the sight of all the people, for he was standing above all the people, and when he opened it, all the people stood up. So you have this picture. Let well, you kind of see this picture. All these people, some of them have never heard this before. They've been in captivity. They've never heard this read before. And, all the pe- and so Ezra blessed the Lord, the great God, and, and all the people answered, amen. Amen. And when they lift up their hands, then they bowed low and worshiped the Lord with their faces to the ground. And so then all these different people began to explain the law to the people while the people remained in their place. Verse 8 They read from the book from the law of God, translating to give the sense so that they understood the reading. Verse 9 Then Nehemiah, who was the governor, and Ezra the priest and scribe and the Levites who taught the people, said to all the people, This day is holy. For the Lord, uh, holy to the Lord, your God, do not mourn or weep. For all the people were weeping when they heard the words of the law. Now you got to understand why were they weeping? Why were they mourning? Because they just heard the standard that God had set before them. And so all of a sudden they're, they're keenly aware of how far they had fallen from the law, from what God had expected of them. And so they're in, in, in a beautiful fashion, right? In a very normal fashion, if you would say someone had come to you and said, listen, uh, Jesse, I, I, you live like this, but the standard is here. And, and if my heart is pure, I'd be like, oh God, I missed it. I'm weeping. I'm like, oh Lord. And so there's a very real normal reaction to the reading of something they've never heard before. Like, let's hear that. Like, this is normal. This, is, this wouldn't be abnormal for us if, we're, if someone had started to tell you about what God had expected of you. If he walked into the room shining like a bright light, you would fall on your face. Why? Because his holiness is so much more holy than we've ever seen. And so the only response is to fall down. Sometimes when we worship, I get in that place. We're worshiping and I'm just like... And I get this presence of his, of, his, of his Holy Spirit just shining, and his goodness is so good that I just have to get on my knees and just thank him. Wow, you're so good. You're so good, Father. I, I, and I don't even go to that place like I am nothing. I just go right to, I'm so glad we're friends. Yeah. 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 I'm just so glad we're in this together. Like, if this was a three-legged race, it'd be you and me, God. <laughs> Where are we going next? Okay, God, let's go. (laughs) We're going to win because you're God. (laughs) And I'm attached to you, connected to you, one with you. And so there's, when you see his holiness, if there is a place where you can fall down on your face, say, holy, holy, holy. It's the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. But if as a son and a daughter of the king, you're with him. You can't do anything to change that. So just let your leg be tied a little tighter and go where he goes. Think what he thinks, see what he sees. And so this is the Old Testament before they had grabbed a hold of that. So all they knew is, wretched man am I, I have fallen short. So, let's, so this is interesting. So then, then, then Ezra says, this day is holy to the Lord your God. It is a holy day to uh, let everybody know how far they've fallen short. It's a holy day, not because of that, but because we're raising up the standard that God is setting for you. This is a holy day to know him, to know his words, to know what he's like. And then it says this, do not mourn or weep. For all the people were weeping when they heard the words of the law. So the priests are saying, whoa, 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 don't mourn or weep. That's not what I'm asking you to do. I didn't share all this so you could mourn or weep. And let's find out why they shared it. Then he said to them, actually, I want you to go and eat of the fat, drink of the sweet. Come on, go eat your meats and sweets. Just go feast. He says, he says and send portions to him who has nothing prepared, for this day is holy to our Lord. Do not be grieved. Here it is. For the, Lord, or for the joy of the Lord is your strength. How many of you heard, for the joy of the Lord is my strength? We say it and we're like, wow, the joy of the Lord is my strength. I'm strong because he's full of joy. But this is where it came from. It actually was a response to recognizing that we're not measuring up in the natural, in the flesh. But this is a precursor. This is a foreshadowing that it's actually God's joyfulness, Right? It's his joy that will actually be your strength. See, it, what I believe is saying is saying that joy needs to start becoming our measurement for how strong we are. Huh. Huh. That's good. Yeah. That I want to, I want to just put this out there. There's, there's, there's other things that measure your strength. I will say that, but I, I, I don't want to turn away. This is a very big deal. Joy is the serious work of heaven. All right. It is very important. It, it it feel like it kind of gets pushed aside as a feeling, an emotion, but and, and it is. But the joy of the Lord, His joy is our strength. You want to live in that strong castle where nothing will touch you? Be joyful. Let His joy. Listen, but I don't feel like being joyful. I feel like weeping. And the priest, the priest. I understand. I understand you don't feel like it. I understand that you're feeling all these other emotions that are not joyful and yet they still mandated joy. Can you hear that? They scheduled joy for the people. They planned it in. They said, okay, now go and have a feast. Read Joyce. Why? Because he's joyful. And you can be strong if he's joyful you get that come on you guys there's a lot of reasons we're not joyful and one of them is is I don't feel like it that's right. one of them is I don't see a good reason wow. to be joyful and 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 Jesse I don't really want to try and work it up <laughs> because that would be disingenuous but that's not what this says he commands a feast he commands a party not, not because you've been perfect, right. not because you follow the law. In fact, it's clear it's the opposite. Let's go, bro. And he's like, listen, we're not worried about this stuff. Go feast. What, what, if, what if all the, the separation that they have from the law in their lives would have been taken care of in the joyfulness? Wow. What if joy actually produces the grace to follow him? Come on. What about grief? What about mourning, Jesse? I'm like, okay. Sometimes I hear stuff, you know, and I just got to answer things. I love building structures around ideas and thoughts. There's a very real mourning and grief, right? We we weep with those who weep and mourn with those who mourn. But sorrow may last for the night. But joy comes in the morning. How long is sorrow supposed to last? I don't know if it's just a night. Because I've walked through some pretty crummy situations. Talk to me about it. We'll compare. But it's a season. And it's not a long season. It's a night season. And so there is room to mourn and to grieve. Some of you guys, I'm just going to where's Erin, I just saw her. She, she, you know, she works with people through grief and walks them through it. Which is a beautiful, God, holy thing that has to happen. But then Feast for the joy of the Lord is your strength. I want to kind of keep this short-ish so I don't have a whole lot more to say. I just think that was really good. Um, I, I, I want to talk about, so the kingdom of heaven, Romans 14, 7, it says, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating or drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Righteousness, peace, and joy. Say that with me. Righteousness, peace, and joy. For the kingdom of heaven is like, say it, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Two of those things are feelings. Peace, I feel peace. His peace is around me. I feel that, right? That's a, that's a feeling. Righteousness is, is who you are. It's actually by faith we are made righteous, right? It's not a feeling. I don't care what you feel like, you're righteous. Joy is also a feeling. And we say, well, Jesse, I'm not a feeler. I'm a believer. Okay, feelings can lead you astray sometimes, but I wanna actually value our feelings are are given to us by God. So let's not throw out the the baby with the bathwater. Feelings are good. I honestly believe joy has feelings attached to it. If you're joyful without feeling joyful, eventually, eventually you will run into issues. You can only declare something for so long without the, without the connection to the one who you're declaring it over, about. Does that make sense? De- declarations, things that just, I'm just gonna say it, name it, claim it, blab it, grab it, all that fun stuff. You can only do that for so long without actually moving into intimacy. But if your whole foundation is on declarations, it won't, it won't hold you and keep you. He's the only one that can. Now, I'm a declaration like fanatic, so don't hear me to stop doing them. But your declarations have to lead you into his presence, into his realities, because it's not the declaration that's your strength. It's his joy, his approval. You are pleasing to him, and that's why I'm strong. Listen, I think I'm gonna end on this thing we, we talk about joy. I, see, I heard this one time. I'm literally just going to repeat this from, the, from one of the fathers in my life. And so it's not me. and I'm just going I to, I feel like we're taking ownership of something. But I love this, that, that you know, when so, I, I don't get super impressed. Um, I like it, but I don't get impressed by someone that is joyful um, after someone gave them a car or a house or everything's going right. And so they're joyful. And I'm like, wow, I'm so impressed you're joyful right now. Right He's like, "Well, I'd be joyful too, if I had all of that, right? I'd be joyful too, if that happened to me. But I get more impressed by someone that is joyful when nothing seems to go right. when When the elections aren't going the way you want them to go, when <laughs> when your candidate didn't do as well your, or someone called you a name on Facebook or whatever, like I'm more impressed by someone that's joyful when there's I don't see a good reason for it in their life, in the natural, amen? Like, can we grab a hold of that right there? And so if you're going through a trial and you're joyful, man, I just want to celebrate the heck out of you. And there's some people that I know they're going through stuff and there might be you right now and they're like, man, Jesse, I don't know what it is, but I just, I just got a lot of peace and a lot of joy right now. God's so good. I'm like, holy flip, you are my hero. You have grabbed a hold something so beautiful and special that the world is not able to shake you. Amen? Listen, you will have persecutions. You will have trials. But be of good cheer! (laughs) See, sometimes you well, how do I do that, Jesse? Like, there's such bad circumstances. You wouldn't know unless you were me. Listen, joy is as much a seed of faith. There is a seed of faith in joy that if you'll take the small mustard seed, maybe you grabbed it tonight. Maybe you got it during worship. Maybe you looked at Rick and Hall and you're like, that's joy. I need that seed. And you asked them to pray for you. And there was a seed that was planted. And from the smallest of seeds comes forth the biggest of trees of joy. And so sometimes we just got to grab a hold of the, the faith that, that joy is coming. That joy is coming. Because remember, the biggest one of the biggest criticisms of joy is, I don't feel like it. You don't know what I'm going through. You don't know the, the people that I'm around, they're not fun to be around. And I have to be around them. You don't know where I work. You don't know my kids. You don't know, <laughs> you don't know my spouse. Like It's hard for me to be joyful right now. My family's under attack. There's this, there's that. Sometimes joy is just a seed of faith. And without faith, it's actually impossible to please him. Come on, come on, come on. Faith is the expectation, the confident expectation that, that good is coming. Amen. That's hope, I'm sorry. Um, it's <laughs> <laughs> is so faith is a substance something, of things not seen, right? It's a substance of that that I know that I know that joy is not just coming, but joy is. Joy's already here. It's in the Father. It's His joy. And when I can meditate on, Jimmy said it, God, I love our worship teams, all of our worshipers. And we meditate on His joy, on His joyfulness over you. You can't help but get joyful. You can't help but be strong. Let me ask you a question. Do you feel like taking over the world when you're depressed or when you're joyful? Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> <laughs> do you feel like taking over the world? Like, do you feel like sharing this love that you have in you when you don't have any purpose in your world or more so when you have joy in your life? See, I I have a feeling we're not walking out the callings in our lives because we're more more aware of the the lack of joy in the world than we are aware of His joy in us. I'm convicted. I am. I'm just convicted. I'm happily convicted, though. Because while I'm joyful a lot of the time, there's still moments when I'm just... Glazed over or something, you know? I'm just not quite there. I'm going through motions. And so I just, I want to encourage us that sometimes joy requires a seed of faith. Yeah. What you? I'm going to pray for us, and then I want to have us, uh, I'm going to do one other thing. I'm going to release uh, seeds over everyone. You guys ready? Some of you guys don't need a seed, but if you don't need it, just hold on to it. Put in somebody else. All right, so put your hand on your heart. Father, right now, I thank you for the grace to step into joy, God, that you would not have mandated something that was not possible. I want you to hear that. He would not have asked us to do something if there wasn't already the grace and the ability to do it. So just step into that place of faith. God, I believe that joy is possible for me. And for other of you, it's an I believe that there is more joy available. Father, I I ask for, uh, I, I feel like there's some of you in this room, I'm gonna speak this over you. You're supposed to be joy inventors, you're supposed to actually uh, begin to experiment with ways of cre- of creating and living in joy. Some of you guys are joy evangelists, and and um, I don't know that just laughing at someone causes them to be joyful, but it couldn't hurt. It couldn't hurt, Keith. I get it. <laughs> but I really believe that there is that there's a, there's a there's an evangelism of joy that that rests on some of you guys, and I want to encourage you begin to run with this. Begin to run. That you may not know what to say to people, but you know how to impart this to people. So, Father, I release more joy over this church. I release the ha 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 hallelujah song over everyone in here, God. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh. yeah. Yeah. yes, God. And I just, I, Father, I, I thank you, Lord, that you that any time we stick our nose up at joy, God, that you're you're quick to forgive us. I pray that you would show us any time we're offended by joy. I just think being offended at joy, even somebody else's joy, has got to be one of the silliest things you've ever done. I, I'm not allowed to use the word stupid in my family, so it's just silly. It's, it's the most useless thing to be offended at the joy around you. So, Father, I also would just say, thought we're, we're sorry Listen, joy is offensive. It is offensive. I don't know why it is, but it's right up there with tithing. It's it's close. It's right up there, telling somebody that if you don't receive Jesus, you're going to hell. It's it's close. Like it may not be quite that high, but joy is offensive. But if you reject it, you reject his strength. And if you reject it, you know, there's a, there's a couple of people that didn't thank God for their healing, and they came back, and they didn't get their healing. And I just want to encourage you, Family. I'm not going to hype this up. I'm not a hype man. I'm not a like a rah-rah. I'm going to be really sober and yet full of life and joy and purpose in this. I pray that our church is offensively joyful as a whole. I don't want one or two of us to to go there. I pray that we would all go there. And I pray that we would be a beautiful offense to those that are trying to hold on to their gift of the Spirit, our gift of seriousness, which is not a gift of the Spirit. And so, Father, I, I just pray right now, you'd prepare us, prepare us for this next season. As we go in, God, may we go in laughing, God. May we go into this feasting. May we go in with the joy of the Lord is our strength. May we go into the elections with joy in our hearts, not because of any outcome, but because the outcome has been settled 2,000 years ago, Father. May we have joy in our hearts in this season, not because of what we've done, but because what he has done. Not because of our kindness and goodness, but because of his kindness and goodness. May we stare at your face in this season every day. May we we just get happy, God. May May we just get happy. Because of who you are, God. And may we never be offended at joy around us. But Father, I pray that it would make us hungry. That we would get hungry. And so, if you're a joy person in this room, I don't ever want you to calm down. I just say this publicly we're not going to calm down the joy in the room. If you don't understand it, go talk to the person. Find out why. Some of you guys, too much have been forgiven. There's a lot more joy. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Some of you guys haven't figured out how much you've been forgiven. That'll wreck you right there. <laughs> Sorry, I thought I was going to land this. I'm just getting happy talking about joy. There's just, there's joy is so much to it. I think just the beautiful thing we could do as a church is celebrate it. Yeah. What well, we celebrate, we're going to see more of. It. And so, if, Church, like I don't want to grow a church that's not joyful. Wouldn't that be the worst thing in the world to grow a church that's just kind of happy? That's just joyful seven days out of the year. I'm just I don't know, you guys. I'm, I'm I can already feel certain that questions and offenses come up. <laughs> Really always joyful, Jesse? I don't know. It just says the joy of the Lord is our strength. It just says that in the presence of the Lord is the fullness of joy. It, there's there's got to be a litmus test of whether we're in, we're in his presence. And so if you're feeling like I'm not there yet, man, that's beautiful. Come on, man. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> it's okay if you're not joyful yet. There's a seed. There's faith. And there's joy in the faith. Come on, there's progress. <laughs> Can we do something that's offensive? All right. It, 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 you don't have to. I'm not about to control anybody here, but it's a good idea. It, it helped me. I, went to, I once had, a, had a, a leader, a pastor of mine, his name's Mark Brooks, he was up at Reading. He was one of the teachers, instructors at a school up there I was at. And, and he, would, he would ask us to repeat after him. And, uh, and at first I was, I was not weirded out, but I wasn't quite ready for it. Let me put it that way. Some of you guys may not be ready for this. That's okay. Do it anyway. Some of you guys have been waiting for this. So let's just, let's, I want you to try something on. Do you trust me? If you don't like it, that's okay. You don't have to eat it, all right? <laughs> but you have to try it. I, re- I expect to have an eight-year-old, all right? <laughs> Are you guys ready? All right. Repeat after me. Ha ha ha! Ho ho ho! He he he! Ha ha ha! Ho ho ho! Ha ha! ha. He he he! Ha ha ha! he he! Ha <laughs> It worked for me. I'm gonna be honest. It, it did something in me that I just started laughing. A really great leader once told me, in order to laugh, you have to let go of something. And so if you're holding on to something and it's keeping you from laughing, I want to invite you into repentance. I want to invite you into letting go of that ugly siding. (laughs) Karen, that was beautiful. (laughs) And if you're not ready to let it go, I bless you. I bless you. There's all sorts of things we're not ready to let go of. But gosh, just... Amen. Amen. (laughs) I wonder if COVID would be done with if we all laughed a little more. Joy is good medicine. (laughs) Why don't you stand with me? Father, I, I pray for an authentic joy, but I'll, I'll take everything in between, God. Amen. I'll take it all, God. I, I pray for authentic worship, but I'd still take it if it came out of reading words on a page. I'd take an authentic embodiment of the scriptures, but I'll even take you reading the scriptures. <laughs> and so I'll, I'll take it all, Father, for you are the judge. You are the one that leads us into the truth, God. Speak this over yourself. I want more joy. Help me let go of the things that kept me from joy. Say, I have a seed and it's growing. It's a joy seed and it won't return void. Say, I'm a joy evangelist. I bring strength to people. Say, this storm won't touch me. This storm won't touch me. Because his, his joy is my strength. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Come on, just give God a shout. Thank you. Ah, I love you, God. Ah. All right. If you're part of the prayer team, come on up. If you're on a staff, I'd love you to be on a prayer team this morning, too. We love you guys. Um, yeah.